what is it? It's diamonds that are forged in a fire. Is that it, the saying? Because that's where is I'm going. Is it though? Um, oh. something is forged in a fire. <laughs> is it iron? Diamonds are forged in car- um from carbon. Oh. Um, what is forged in a fire? <laughs> I'm just googling that right now. In a what is forged in under a fire? pressure? That's what you mixed. You mixed two oh. quotes again. <laughs> <laughs> it's iron I'm forged so... in a fire and diamonds are forged are created under pressure <laughs> i'm so good at our game <laughs> yes you are you're the winner <laughs> welcome back to the modern lady podcast you're listening to episode 89 hi i'm michelle And I'm Lindsay, and today we are talking about stress and the holidays. In the words of American Broadway composer Jerry Herman, quote, We need a little music, need a little laughter, need a little singing ringing through the rafter, and we need a little snappy, happy ever after. Need a little Christmas Not much more needs to be said, does it? We all may be feeling the lyrics to We Need a Little Christmas a bit more keenly this year than others. But even so, before we haul out that holly, let's have a little chat about keeping the season in check. But first, if you enjoy this episode of the Modern Lady Podcast, would you please take a minute to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast? When we receive ratings and reviews, our podcast becomes more visible and easier to find for new listeners. We would also love it if you shared this episode with your friends. Let us know what you think. Your comments mean the world to us. This week's shout out goes to Blaine from NC, who left us a wonderful rating and comment on iTunes and said, quote, I love this podcast. I've recently moved into a new home with a five-month-old baby and four other children, juggling little kids, first-time homeschooling, unpacking, laundry, dinner, and this pandemic, sheesh, it has not been easy, and at times it has been very lonely. This podcast has really been a bright spot in my day. I listen when I need a boost, when I need encouragement, and when I need a kick in the pants to get things done. Thanks, ladies. End quote. Thank you so much, Blaine, for your message. It makes us so happy to know that we can offer encouragement, support, and a laugh while you're getting things done, and keep up the great work at home. And if you would like to leave us a comment, you can do so on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com, or you can leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram, where you can find us at The Modern Lady Podcast. And remember, you can now tune in and comment on our episodes on our YouTube channel. Search for us under the Modern Lady Podcast, and don't forget to click subscribe. But before we get into today's chat, Lindsay has our Modern Lady Tip of the Week. Michelle, travel with me to Catalonia and Spain. Let's pretend it's the Feast of the Immaculate Conception on December 8th and we're about to participate in a long-held tradition. Much to the excitement of the kids, it's time to get out El Kegel Tio. What's that, you ask? Translated in English, it's the log of Christmas. Oh, you say a Yule log. Nope, this one's a poop log. What? That's right, a poop log. 
A Tio de Nadel, or El Cagatio, used to be a hollowed out log of roughly 30 centimeters, but now it's a solid log which stands on two or four legs with a colorful face painted on it with a large smile. Sometimes it has long yarn, pink hair, a yellow braid, or black hair, but it always has a red hat. On December 8th, the poop log is brought out and the children all rush to feed it little bits of food and they lovingly lay a blanket over it to keep it warm. And they continue to feed it every single night until Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve, it's time to beat the poop log. The children are sent into another room, often the kitchen, where they used to pray while warming their beating sticks by the fire. And during this time, the adults would sneak little gifts under the blanket that covered the poop log. In modern times, in houses without fireplaces, they sometimes wet the stick before the beating. They would call the children out and they would sing, Poop log, and they actually used the swear word for poop. Poop log, poop nuggets, hazelnuts and mato cheese. If you don't poop well, I'll hit you with a stick. And they would hit the log and then lift up the blanket to reveal a whole bunch of treats. These little gifts would be communal gifts for all of the children and would be things like candies, nuts, small toys, and dried figs. The larger Christmas gifts are brought later by the three wise men. And then, after all is said and done, the poop log is stored away again until next year. Stay tuned after the episode so you can hear the poop log song. (laughs) Is this real? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's huge. It's huge. Really? Mm -hmm. It is. Okay. All right. Because it it sounds... Uh, wild yeah for one thing yeah yeah is that yours is that sorry is that your official response <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say I'm, I'm rather speechless I've never heard of this tradition before can I say I'm kind of interested in getting one so I looked on Etsy <laughs> okay I looked they're not readily available in Canada and I'm like this is a small business idea that I can get behind. <laughs> right. This market has not been cornered here nope. in Canada. So and rest you assured, get on Michelle, quick, we won't yes. do it through the podcast. This could just be a special Lindsay business. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know if I have it in me to enter the poop blog business. <laughs> How many times has the phrase 2020 has certainly been quite a year come up in your conversations these days? Well, it's safe to say it seems like we could all use a little bit of Christmas right about now. But even so, it's probably a good idea to pause and consider just how we're going to be managing our expectations, balancing it all and pacing it all through throughout the season. Right, Lindsay? Yeah, this year feels different because it is different, right? Um, Like you're Mm -hmm. saying, I think we can all agree on that. But what I've been seeing all over social media, especially over the last week and among my friends, um, what I'm seeing is women working harder than ever already to make this Christmas the best one ever, despite Mm -hmm. the circumstances, right? And I've loved seeing all of the creativity. And I know I've upped my own game at home too, but then I had this kind of realization that I'm worried that myself and my fellow moms and women who are really trying to outdo themselves this year, they're going to be quite burned out by the time Christmas comes around. And we don't want to be miserable mamas come Christmas because we've been trying to make, you know, all the memories and do all the things. And 
obviously this is where there's the advent part versus the Christmas. I mean, that's all part of this discussion, right? About the slow Mm -hmm. build, about, you know, the anticipation, all of those things, but this year is different. So we are kind of jumping into Christmas a little bit earlier and it feels really good right now. Like I've had the best week. I have been on cloud Mm -hmm. nine over this last week, getting a few Christmas decorations out. Um, But yeah, I just want to make sure that I'm not going to spiral out of control and be like a rage dragon by Christmas morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And also too, like um, making sure to kind of balance and hold some things back while still letting yourself go a little bit more Mm -hmm. this year, right? So that... Yeah, like by the time we get to Christmas, we haven't already celebrated Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right? So that's like a legitimate thought and consideration. Um, they've actually done a study this year, I think. Um, at least in the Huffington Post, they were citing um, a study where psychologists were saying that decorating early could be what we all mentally need this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were saying things like it's because it can evoke memories of happier times. Mm-hmm. It can provide distraction. Um, it helps us all look forward to something uplifting. And here's the one I found interesting. It um, makes you feel a little more in control. Mm, and I yes. was just like, oh, yes. that's, yeah, that for me, it hit the nail on the head because, and that's really been the overarching theme of our season here on the podcast, right? Is yeah. like order and establishing order amidst the chaos. So it's interesting to see that link carry on right into the Christmas season too. And, you know, com- connect it to how we care for and set up our homes in the regular times and during the holidays it all seems to have this thread running through of like trying to establish our homes as havens of order and peace yeah absolutely um the other thing that i realized this week and i talked about this briefly on my instagram but that you know we're canadians we had our thanksgiving two long mm-hmm. months ago almost it feels like and so after thanksgiving you know and the people who de- decorate for halloween or not like there's really we just entered into this long season of dark windy rainy snowy mm-hmm just nothingness until until advent until christmas really starts to kick off our american friends and our american listeners they get to decorate for thanksgiving like their thanksgiving is this week and so they have Mm -hmm. you know that's a whole um it really extends fall for them in a way that we're kind of done with fall very early in canada and so i didn't realize that until this week that that's perhaps why so many of my Canadian friends are decorating a little more early than our American friends because we've just had nothing really to decorate for for a long Mm -hmm. time now and it's dark and cold. I was gonna say November is um, usually like even in the best years Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just kind of like this dark um, gray wasteland of time in between Mm -hmm. um, Thanksgiving in Canada and Christmas (laughs) in December. And so especially this year, it seems even more so. Yeah, there's um, a a lot of things that are making this year feel different. It's not just COVID. Um, I guess everything is stemming from COVID. But when we really step back and think, okay, like, what is why does this Christmas feel so different? So obviously the first thing is that COVID is preventing some families from getting together, right? We all know Mm -hmm. this. We're not commenting here on the podcast or sharing our personal (laughs) beliefs regarding family get-togethers. Obviously the laws also change from region to region. But what Mm -hmm. I do know is that for most people, there is definitely going to be some people missing from their family Mm -hmm. gathering, right? Whether it's Mm -hmm. loved ones who are working extra shifts at the hospitals or immunocompromised people who just really can't take the risk 
or loved ones who are in nursing homes who cannot leave the nursing homes this year, or sadly, some who have passed away due to the virus Mm. or for whatever other reasons. Um, We also have some family that are just not comfortable being around large groups of people right now. They just have too Mm -hmm. much anxiety around it and they just can't do it. So regardless of the bylaws, and again, we need to put aside our own personal feelings. I think we need to just really step back and go, okay, I just need to be considerate of all of these people and all of these situations. We can acknowledge that it can hurt and that we Mm -hmm. can feel hurt about not being able to be with our families uh, this year. But, you know, it is definitely a unique time and we can't control all of that. No, and I think that's a really good point too. In an effort to establish and maintain goodwill for all men mm-hmm. <laughs> during the Christmas season too, like exactly what you said, like it's not something that anybody can control. So, you know, in some in some cases you see like a lot of uh, leeway being given or uh, just understanding mm-hmm. extended towards people just based on you doing what you need to do and what you feel is best for your family. Um, but I know that the holidays and holidays in general can kind of uh, increase anxiety, maybe um, exacerbate frustrations and irritations. And, you know, we do we do just have to take a step back and understand that everyone is at different places and the regions are all at different places and that what matters most is extending that compassion to everyone around us. Yes. Mm -hmm. The next thing that's making this Christmas very different, and we already went through this with Easter, is the no access or limited access to religious services for many, Mm. many people. Uh, Many areas are moving into lockdown again. I have a suspicion that we will be in lockdown in the next couple of weeks again, Mm. seeing as how, you know, the Toronto is and and we're near enough to them. So church doors are being closed again to believers. Mm. And to be denied access to a church during this incredibly holy season, the reason for the season... Well, it's another crushing blow, right? Mm -hmm. We as Catholics, we do believe that the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. And it's being taken away again. And it just feels like, again, there's no room at the inn, like that Jesus is being pushed aside. And it hurts. We can feel that. We can acknowledge that. Yeah, you're right. Because the temptation, um, you know, you hear a a lot in the news and stuff they're saying like oh Christmas might be canceled Mm. or um, there's no Christmas this year and of course as as Christians we know that like well Christmas is coming whether you're yeah (laughs) whether you want it to or not because it is about the birth of Jesus yeah right I mean the Lord still comes and that is a source of great hope Mm -hmm. and great peace for us who believe in Jesus Christ However, it is very, very difficult to switch gears when, you know, we have been so fortunate to be able to attend Mass um, every year and be so close to the Lord during these very sacred times and then all of a sudden have it ripped away from us. Mm -hmm. Now, the next thing that is totally in a different vein, but uh, another thing that's very different is how we're doing our Christmas shopping. You know, for some Mm. of us, we've been doing Amazon for a couple of years, but I know that I'm getting a little stressed out about having to wait outside in lineups in the cold to get into some stores. Um, That's starting to happen Mm. again around here. And I remember thinking back in March and in April, and then in June, thank goodness it's not winter and saying to to you and to all my friends, we should be buying our Christmas gifts now, which I didn't do Um, (laughs) because I said, nobody's 
going to want to be standing outside in November and December. And guess who's going to be standing outside? Me. Um, <laughs> but a lot of us are. And I know it seems like everybody and their brother uses Amazon. I've used it for years for Christmas. But again, there are plenty of people who are not comfortable using that, who are in-store mm-hmm. shoppers, who are very nervous about putting their credit card information online. And so this is putting them in a really stressful situation again and causing some anxiety for them about how they're going to get Christmas gifts for their loved ones. And so it's just another layer to the stress here. And I love that a lot of people are talking about shopping local. That's great. But again, that's going to cost a little bit more money, which we have to just Mm -hmm. accept because it does cost more money to shop in our great little local stores. And so just setting aside a little bit of extra money to be able to do that as well. It's just another thing to think about. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's it used to be such a great social thing too, mm-hmm. right? Being able to go Christmas shopping. And even though I never really did group Christmas shopping, I do r- really miss the mall this year. Mm-hmm. I almost never go strolling the mall. But yeah. um, this year I was like, oh, but I, I do now recall just going even just for enjoyment or window shopping there was something about being in a mall at Christmas time (laughs) absolutely Um, and that's different too the next thing is families have been stuck together now I wrote quotes around that because I know that that can sound negative but I don't mean it that way but Mm -hmm. a lot of moms like you are homeschooling for the first time ever and so this is the Mm -hmm. most amount of time that a lot of families have ever spent together and I think just the natural timing of things is that there's a natural burnout that would happen like you're right around that period what are we at like nine months Mm. now where that's a long time and and Mm -hmm. Christmas is coming at that same time and so I think that it's just, again, that's another layer of these families that have been kind of pushed together in a way that they're not used to. And now we're approaching Christmas. So it's just another chance to get burned out. Right. Okay. So now that we've kind of summed up 2020, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's not all doom and gloom. Yeah. Um, it, it is very, very difficult to manage both of these feelings. Like I, I think that's where I'm at right now is that I am feeling both of these things simultaneously the the anticipation of Christmas the joy of being able to finally pull out all the beautiful lights and make things festive and pretty but at the same time feeling all the things that we've just talked about right Mm, Um, but while the prognosis may look a little dire (laughs) um, this is the point of the episode right is to acknowledge um, the reality of the situation we're all in Um, But as we always say on the podcast, we do have control over uh, where we go from here. And that's really what we want to talk about today is um, managing all these different areas and expectations. And starting now to get it sorted in our heads, it's going to look different for every person. But if we can at least be uh, honest with ourselves Mm -hmm. inside our own minds first, then I think we, we will do fine. We will do okay. You know, so um, that really is what we're going to be examining and looking into. And I can't help but think of the Mary and Martha connection to all of this. Mm -hmm. Right, Lindsay? um, I think last year we were thinking of doing a Mary and Martha episode and it just didn't happen. And that's because they were waiting for this year. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if you're not familiar with the story... Mary and Martha are two people um, in the biblical story. uh, It's found in the Gospel of Luke where Jesus visits his friends, the sisters, Mary and Martha, and their brother Lazarus. 
And so while Jesus was there, Martha was like rushing around, busily trying to host and feed and provide for all the guests, while Mary sat by Jesus's feet to listen to what he had to say. Now, when Martha complains to Jesus about Mary and asks him to tell her to help out, uh, Jesus reminds Martha that, you know, she is worried and she's upset about many things, but that few things are needed and that Mary has chosen the better and it's that which will not be taken away from her. So this story really strikes me, especially during this year's Christmas planning, because I feel like we all feel like we are both 100% Martha right now mm-hmm. um, with the multiple Christmas trees. We'll mm-hmm. get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> the lights, the early decorating, but that also we are desiring to be 100% Mary and mm-hmm. cling to those things that we know won't be taken away from us. You know, we can see this in like, I've seen a lot of us try to find our Advent devotionals, setting up Jesse trees, buying all the St. Nicholas Day chocolates. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, all these things. So, but we're doing all of them at a, a really quickened pace yeah. <laughs> from yeah. previous years. A little so, frantic. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. And this Christmas, I do see that shift of focus back to seeking the things that, you know, bring purpose and joy no matter what to our lives. It's the perfect time to step back and really reevaluate everything, right? If this year mm-hmm. has done anything, it should be shaking you up. It should really like make you sort out within your own heart what is un- important to you. And mm-hmm. this Christmas is a- the perfect time to do that. But the first question you have to ask yourself is what can you handle? You, just mm-hmm. you, the individual, right? Who has to kind of get the ball going in your house. So not me. Not Jillian Harris, who's like, you know, Instagrammer extraordinaire, uh, who has a whole team who does her stuff for her on Instagram. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Not even Kendra Tierney, right? It's not a it's not a modern lady podcast episode without us mentioning Kendra Tierney, who is the (laughs) queen of Catholic liturgical living. Um, Mm -hmm. But you, we talk all the time on this podcast about being self-aware. If you're open enough, you could be asking your husband and your children um, just how you're doing. You could say, you know, do you guys want to just let me know if I'm acting a little bonkers <laughs> this holiday <Yeah>. season? <laughs> I don't know how many of you are open to hearing that answer, but it's something I do with my family. And um, I know so many of our loved ones walk on eggshells around us, especially during the holidays. And I think it's really important to admit to ourselves um, that the way you act during the holidays is going to impact how your children view the holidays as an adult. I mean, it's not 100%, but it really does shape it. So even if you think you're keeping it all together, but you're being miserable, Mm -hmm. it's better to not get stuff done, but to be present and joyful, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. I think we can kind of get like, we're getting a little frantic, a little outside of ourselves. And so I know I have no problem saying to Jason, am I being crazy? Like, yeah. <laughs> like yesterday when I when I yelled out our back door at somebody who was touching the snowman Jason made. <laughs> and I you saw, did? Yeah. I was like, just be careful because her kid was pulling the arms off and pulling everything off. Mm. I'm sorry. I digress. But that was a moment where I saw the look of horror in my teenager's face. And I'm like, was that crazy? <laughs> so I think it's good to step back and reevaluate our behaviors throughout all of this because we talk all the time about the great power and responsibility of being a homemaker, whether you mm-hmm. work outside the home or not, and that your mood can really dictate the day. So 
What can you handle? It's a good time to figure that out if you haven't figured that out yet. Mm-hmm. And you know what makes it really hard is that uh, it seems like they're at opposite ends, but it's connected, that those feelings usually come from a deep desire to provide the best for mm-hmm. your family. It comes from a good Isn't place. Isn't it true? Yeah. That's right. 100%. Like yeah. you, we feel frantic. I know I do. I feel frantic and hectic because I want my family to have everything that I, I feel they deserve because yep. I love them so much. Right. And especially this year. And I'm, I look at my kids and I think about the year that they've had too. Mm-hmm. And I just want Christmas to be everything for them. Yep. Right. Um, but if it's going to result in me not being kind, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then there will need to be a little bit of a balance check there, right? And exactly. I see your point in that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what I'm most concerned about right now, which is why I really wanted us to just have this conversation because I could easily see that happening to me. It does come mm-hmm. from a good place. and um, But yeah, no matter, we can have the most beautiful home and the most beautiful dinner and the perfect gifts. But if if we're not, in it with our heart. Like if we're miserable by the time the day comes around, that's what the kids remember. Mm. And so, you know what, maybe you can actually handle more than you thought you could, or maybe it's less, or maybe you know the exact amount that you can handle, or maybe you've bitten off more than you can chew, just whatever it is. It's okay. You're not a Mm -hmm. failure if you're not doing Christmas perfectly this year. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just really taking those little steps, evaluating how the day went, monitoring your own mood because it is an incredibly stressful time. But yeah, remembering that your heart is in the right place. You just want to make sure that, um, again, your interior and your exterior are in alignment. (laughs) (laughs) It always comes full circle. I love that. So yeah, going along the lines of being self-aware then, not only what can you handle, but then what specifically brings you joy Mm -hmm. and happiness? Because we're not all the same in that either, right? Um, But we, we do often... And this can be a good thing. We try to uh, take ideas from other people. That's awesome. That's such a creative uh, jump starter. Um, But after a certain point, you do, I guess, have to figure out what is it exactly that makes you happy. Yeah. Because it's our Christmas too, right? It's my Christmas too. And it's your Christmas Mm -hmm. too, Michelle. And so Mm -hmm. we need to go, hey, what do I really like? What's my favorite movie? I'm going to make sure we get that one, you know, for a Friday movie night as well. And everybody has to sit through it. Or like Mm -hmm. for me, it's Mm -hmm. my Christmas tree. Many people know this, that I... Mm -hmm love decorating my Christmas tree and my children are not allowed to participate in it. I talk about this every year and I can give two hoots if anybody thinks that I'm not being kind because I don't let my kids decorate the Christmas tree. It has not traumatized them. They have even asked me to come and decorate their trees for them when they move out. It's my Christmas tree and it's my, I've collected those ornaments over the year and it gives me great joy and the family loves that. So those mm-hmm. are the things where we can go, Hey, I love this. I'm going to do this. And the family, again, if it's genuine joy, they feed off it. It isn't pitting your joy against theirs. So like figure out the things that you really enjoy and make sure you do those things too. Mm-hmm. What could help with that is just simply asking for yeah. help and assistance or even just understanding, mm-hmm. right? Like if you, um, what I'm learning more and more throughout this pandemic and just as I get older too, is that 
usually people are much more uh, willing to help you or to give you what you need. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They just can't read your mind. So (laughs) if you make it known, I think we would find a lot more people than we suspected in the first place would be more than willing to help us have a little bit of peace or a a little bit of time set aside where we can do something that fills us up a little bit so then that we can turn around and, and pour it back out on our people and on our families. Absolutely. Now, the next thing is don't let social media get you down. Um, I forget Mm. who said it, but comparison is the thief of joy, right? So Mm -hmm. there are three Mm -hmm. words, unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. If Mm. it's not motivating you to do better, if you're not using that social media as a tool in your toolbox, and it's just making you think you are the worst at Christmas, uh, Mm. you don't have to follow that stuff right now. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like there is crazy pressure from social media, especially with like seasonal decorating, especially this year more than ever. You and I we were talking earlier about fall and my love for fall. And, um, yes. you know, my na- middle name is literally Autumn. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I was telling you that if I saw one more porch filled with pumpkins, I was going to drown myself in a pumpkin spice latte this fall. Like it was too <laughs> much. And I'm extra. <laughs> like I love decorating for seasons. Um, and now that we're heading into Christmas, it's crazy. And again, I'm saying this is someone with four trees. So it's, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I had three trees forever and I was always planning a fourth tree. So this isn't just this year, but for those of you who who know yourselves and you're like, I can't do that. Um, Mm -hmm. let it go. Just, you can Mm -hmm. either look at it and enjoy it and enjoy another woman's creativity. Um, and then say, you know what? I just don't need to do that. Or if you can't do that, that's okay too. And just unfollow it for right now. But I even have to say that it's almost like a, it's crushing to go on social media and see the immense amount of perfect Christmas decorating right now. Hmm. I know exactly what you're saying about all the beautiful decorations on social media. It's basically like uh, a catalog mm-hmm. <laughs> when you open it up, right? Yeah. I'm very grateful for all the beautiful decorations and stuff. And I know I commented, I know you have a lot of trees because <laughs> I commented on <laughs> one of your posts and I was like, Maybe it's just 2020 talking, but I feel like I need a tree in every house Mm -hmm. or in every room Mm -hmm. and on every level of my house. But I stopped and I thought about that afterwards and I just kind of chuckled because I'm like, I'm not getting more trees. (laughs) (laughs) You're self-aware, aren't you? (laughs) I am. Well, and maybe for the first time, Mm. (laughs) because I think in other years I might have been really tempted to run out and do that. Right. Because I I have seen it in um, several different uh, people online too, yeah. right? And I love the idea though. So this is where I have kind of settled in the in the middle, yeah. that I can look at those pictures and I absolutely love the idea of a tree in every room, yep. fully decorated. If I could wake up in the morning and some magical Christmas elf <laughs> has set up Christmas trees in every single room in my house, I would be over the moon happy. Oh, I'll do that next year for you. I'll get somebody to let me in. I'll be so excited. (laughs) I'll let you in and then I'll go to bed and pretend like you're not there. (laughs) Let's make this happen. Um, But I just know that realistically, like with time and budget and um, will, (laughs) it's probably not going to happen for me this year. And so I'm not going to start out the season thinking that, ooh, maybe this is something I could do. And it's just kind of this balance that you can settle into where you can look and you can say, 
Wow, that looks so amazing. I'm so happy that they're so happy mm-hmm. with yes. their decorations. And I'm happy with mine. Like this suits our family quite well. And how wonderful for us all. <laughs> and another thing we can say is, you know what, maybe next year. And that, it's just so, yeah, right, you can just tell yeah. yourself, maybe next year, I'll remember that. Mm-hmm. And if you're not promising it to yourself, but you can just scroll through and go, yeah, like right now, the new trend, Michelle, is um, trees that are more sparse. It's going back to like the 1970 trees oh, that really? are like very thin and sparse and then like very minimal. And they're mm-hmm. beautiful. And I'm looking at that. And obviously, my tree is like the most um, maximal or whatever the opposite minimal <laughs> tree is. And um, I'm like, oh, now I need a minimal tree. But yeah, I can go, yeah, that's great. Maybe next year. Right. And then you just keep mm-hmm. going. Now, the one thing I do want to say about social media is that there's also a trend where everybody assumes that the people who are doing a good job at it, that they're all just faking it or that um, mm. everything else is falling apart behind the scenes. And that's not always true either. And I know that many of our listeners tune into us because they have the skills and are doing a good job running their homes mm-hmm. or have the strong desire to do better of it. I'm bringing this up because in a Catholic homeschool group I'm part of online, I saw somebody posting about Sally Clarkson, the, you know, everybody's beloved mm. Sally Clarkson. And mm-hmm. she had written a recent post about lighting candles. <laughs> I'm like, oh, close oh. to home. That's all I write about. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and they were like, uh, yeah, not realistic, you know, for a homeschooling family with five kids to light candles. And, they're all, and all of these women chimed in going, yeah, it's ridiculous. Could never do that. And I kind of sat back thinking, Some people actually can do that. And why can't we just be okay with the people who can? And I'm really saying this to our listeners because I know a lot of the women who are listening to this, we see your social media. We see the Instagrams Mm -hmm. you guys have. You guys are doing a great job. So you don't Mm -hmm. have to fall into that trap too of just thinking that all of that stuff that you're seeing on social media is fake. Um, A lot of it is some people are good at it and we can just celebrate Mm -hmm. that and move along past it. Yeah. And do you know what I find too, just from my own following, Mm -hmm. because I'm not super active on social media posting myself, but I do follow a lot of people. And I go to different people for all their different gifts. Mm-hmm. Right? There are some people that every Christmas I expect to be flooded from their feed with their beautiful trees and yeah. their decorations. And that's why I follow them. Yeah. But then I follow specifically accounts that's going to motivate me to get my kids outside more often. Yes. And then I follow accounts that are really good at baking because I want to see, like, I'm not an expert baker. Tell me what you know, please. You know, so if we switch the gears once again, like I know we've talked about that already in previous episodes, but if you just switch the gears to let social media be a tool that helps you, um, you can know that if it's not helping you, then you have the control to change it. So what else can we do? So now we're talking about things that we can do, right, to make this season Mm -hmm. be great for us. And So I think one of the first things after we've established what we can handle and what brings us joy is then talk with your family, talk with your husband and your kids and find out what they actually love about Christmas. You might be surprised. Um, There Mm -hmm. are, you know, I've heard this from multiple people that a lot of moms who look at their old Christmas decorations, especially the ones who are looking at Instagram going, oh, these things are so old. And so I hate them. We got to get all new Christmas decorations. And then you go ask your kids and they're like, I love those decorations. Mom, mm-hmm. those mean so much to me. I remember you pulling them out every year. And so some of the things that we think we need to change because we think that we're just done doing them, you find out that there are the things that your family loves the most. So I really recommend pulling the family together and being like, what are your favorite things about Christmas? What are your favorite things that I bake? What are your favorite decorations? What are your favorite movies? And then you guys can compile a little list that's unique for your family. 
And you know, you probably have one of the best examples of the decorations thing mm. with your little ceramic Christmas tree. Oh, yes. From your mom, the yeah. vintage one, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and like I was saying on Instagram, those are really, really super popular now, but I always have to have it before everybody else does. Um, <laughs> it's just my pride. <laughs> um, and so I did. I loved that 20 years ago when they were still considered quite tacky and nobody liked them. Mm-hmm. And I asked my mom for it. Right. And she's asked me <laughs> the last five years and I have that back. And I'm like, no, you gave it to me when nobody liked them. And so <laughs> I love that ceramic Christmas tree still. Um, I miss back. Oh, my goodness. My parents had styrofoam wall hanging of Santa that were just like painted oh, that were yes. like crumbling styrofoam and gosh it couldn't get more 1950s tacky than that but I would give anything for a crumbling styrofoam Santa <laughs> to hang on my wall so it's truly like those things that our kids might be loving that we are just not wanting anymore and then you just realize how Christmas means so much to all the different people on all the different levels in your home mm-hmm. the next thing and you already touched on this was about setting boundaries and saying no. Um, And you had said Mm -hmm. before that people understand. And I really believe that too. We don't give people the benefit of the doubt all the time. And so Mm -hmm. I really think, and especially now, we're kind of doing people a disservice if we expect that they're not going to understand if we say no to something right now, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And if we say yes, when we mean no, and then we just grow more resentful, again, we're doing people a disservice. So I think let's just be honest with some people and be honest again with ourselves. If it's just something we can't handle this year, there's no shame in doing that. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. Because so much of the time we we're not even really doing those things with the best intentions, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. we're doing it out of guilt or out of obligation, right? And I mean, there is a place. We always talk about doing our duties. Yep, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> there certainly is a place, but I think we take that really, really far, especially over the holidays. Yeah. And if, if we say yes to fewer things, but those are the things that we can say, oh my goodness, I look forward every year to helping with this, or I've always wanted to try to help out with this. It brings, not only does it bring an extra little oomph to those endeavors that you say yes to, but then it kind of leaves a space open in those other areas for someone else to come in Mm. and say like, you know what, I can pick this up. Um, This is something I've always wanted to try. Right. Because they may, they may have always thought, well, so-and-so always does this. So I don't really want to take it away from them or whatever. So this could just be another one of those self-awareness things that could benefit and help encourage someone else to become more self-aware. And then we, we stop being the one person who does everything and we become a community of everyone doing a bit. I love that one of our listeners wrote to us after our Corporal Works of Mercy episode saying that she is in a season right now where she's in between having people like kids living in her home and and having Mm -hmm. no grandbabies yet or whatever and and has a little bit more spare time. And you're right. If you're the person who's always done it, this year might be your busiest ever because you are homeschooling and you are trying to do all this for your kids. But for the people who might be loneliest this year, this might be their loneliest year ever. Yeah, it might give them a chance to do something that they've never had the chance to do before. So Yeah, Mm -hmm. let's not underestimate people. (laughs) And um, speaking of that, what about, and this is revolutionary, Michelle, what about Mm -hmm. setting aside your differences with your family members this Christmas? Mm -hmm. Wow. Right? This has been the most radically (laughs) divisive Mm -hmm. time that we've seen in a long time. And 
I read this on a website just about, you know, having a, trying to have a stress-free Christmas, but really about reaching out and rebuilding some broken relationships. I really can't think of a greater gift that you could give somebody that you love this Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think back to our Corporal Acts of Mercy episode when we talked about Mother Angelica, mm-hmm. um, how she talked about singing the organ song. Oh, yes. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that her suggested response to someone who's complaining about my my head, my legs, my, <laughs> my kidneys, lungs, yeah. <laughs> my lungs, <laughs> was to, you know, instead of rolling your eyes or um, snapping back, just saying, oh, dear, that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if a similar approach could be taken with differences in opinions mm-hmm. this Christmas season, right? Let yep. someone vent. Like, who do we have to vent? We intake so much information, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. And maybe sometimes that person just needs to let it all out everything that they've been hearing and everything they've been feeling about it and perhaps that like you said that could be the greatest gift that we could give someone and that could mend or at least soften family relationships this year is just to sit and listen to that person and just go yep it's 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 strange times <laughs> even if you disagree right uh that can be a great gift if you can provide that cushioning for someone else so right in that same vein michelle and i love that um we've been talking a lot about being self-aware so and acknowledging your feelings right using a little gauge mm-hmm. to see what you're feeling um you, you need to be able to have some friends to talk to or to reach out to a professional if you need to well, actually, before you need to, many people wait, mm. you know, until they're in a really dark place before they reach out for help. And I'm sorry to have to say this, but being a police wife, I know the dark side of the holidays. I know the statistics of bad things that happen over the holidays. And so, you know, this is a really hard year. And so we just want to implore you that if you, you know, need to talk to somebody, definitely reach out for help. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really, really important. And then I guess on the flip side of that, Laughter can also be really important, right? In these dark days. And so I'm seeing some of our friends getting like the ornaments that's like um, ceramic and it's toilet paper. (laughs) And it can go on their tree or it's like, yeah, in 2020. Or I'd love to buy the dumpster fire candle. I've actually been looking for it. (laughs) I would love to just set that on my coffee table. So I think that being able to have a sense of humor throughout this whole thing as well. And just, it's just a good time to kind of learn some of those skills, um, like what we're talking about, about being a compassionate listener, uh, letting some things go, reaching out to rebuild some broken relationships, laughing through some things. These are all skills that you could learn over this Christmas period and work on that you're going to need. We guarantee you, you're going to need for the upcoming year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like what you were saying about using this time to kind of work on those tools Mm -hmm. of of what we're going to need moving forward, right? And I keep coming back to this idea, like these are hard times, but it's the perfect time um, to start developing some of these better habits. We can circle back to hashtag be better (laughs) (laughs) as per usual, but it's true. Like, um, I know we just had to look up the saying, I was like, what is forged in fire? (laughs) Is it diamonds? But no, it's two different quotes. Um, and diamonds are forged under pressure iron you said right oh, i think so i fire. didn't finish looking it up now they're gonna look oh, it up okay <laughs> something something comes out of the, yeah out of the fire
fire stronger <laughs> something regardless no. <laughs> the point the point is the same in both instances right is that sometimes we have to walk through the trial mm-hmm. and in order to get out of the out through the other side we have to pick up a few things that make us better for it you know so um and i find that to be a really encouraging a thought to keep to myself, right? Is that when it gets hard, um, I have two choices. I can let it crush me or I can pick up my socks and just put my head down and just push through to the end. And I know that I'll pick up some new skills and new perspectives along the way that's going to help me um, get through at the other side to then turn around and help the other people coming um, behind me and around me. So to go back to the Mayo Clinic website, they're great. Um, you know, it's it's a great place for just all health information. But they did talk about this year and stress for the holidays. And so to quote them, it says, take control of the holidays. Don't let the holidays become something you dread. Instead, take steps to prevent the stress and depression that can descend during the holidays. Learn to recognize your holiday triggers, such as financial pressures or personal demands, so that you can combat them before they lead to a meltdown. With a little planning and some positive thinking, you can find peace and joy during the holidays. And of course, we here at The Modern Lady will add also with a lot of prayer and a moderate amount of wine and chocolate. This Christmas can be one that we will all look back on fondly. Okay, it's time for our What We're Loving This Week segment of the show. So Lindsay, what have you been loving this week? Well, in the same vein as what we've been talking about, uh, to get me into the Christmas mood, all I do every year is I watch the same Christmas specials, food specials, they're all cooking specials Mm, that I watch every year. So many are found on YouTube. I have purchased a few on iTunes, um, and it doesn't matter how many times I've watched these shows, I just love watching them over and over again. They're all British, aside from Martha Mm -hmm. Stewart. I do do a little like 1990s Martha Stewart. She put out a few like VHS tapes on Christmas specials Mm -hmm. at the time that are on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, But my go-tos are, of course, the Nigella Christmas specials. They're a little harder to find on YouTube right now, but there are some on BritBox and they're the same ones that you can buy on iTunes. Um, Jamie Oliver's Christmas specials. Have you ever seen those, Michelle? I haven't watched those ones yet. Oh, they're so good. And I'm not, I like him, but I'm not like a huge Jamie Mm -hmm. Oliver fan, but they're just beautifully filmed. You will love them. Um, And they're really easy to find. They're all over. Um, The farm videos I talk about all the time, you know, wartime farm Victorian Farm, Edwardian Farm, Tudor Monastery Farm. They all have a Christmas special. And a lot of those are on YouTube or again, some of the streaming services. Um, Delia Smith, she is one of the original British TV show chefs that Mm. a lot of the current ones always reference back to. They love her. Um, And she's a practicing Catholic. And she has a beautiful Christmas special that is on YouTube that you can watch. Um, And then my personal favorite... (laughs) that no one else will probably ever like, but I watch it multiple times a year, is with Giles um, Giles Corn and Sue Perkins. And it's very random. It's called The Good Life, A Good Christmas. It's on YouTube. It's their oh. modern day. She's a comedian. He's a food restaurant critic. Uh, they go back and they pretend that they're on this 1970s TV show and they try to live a 1970s Christmas on a very tight budget. And I just oh. laugh the entire time. <laughs> um, it is my go 
go-to. Um, and then for something a little classier, Mary Berry has a lovely Christmas special oh, that is on. Yeah, it's so good. That one is on um, BritBox. But then the weirdest Christmas cooking show <laughs> on YouTube Ooh, is yes. Fanny Craddock's 1975 Christmas special. I watched it again last night. I watch it every year. The woman is terrifying. It's the weirdest thing you're going to see. <laughs> but um, okay. I will try to gather these links for you. There will probably be a random list uh, that maybe we mm-hmm. can put into the show notes. But Lindsay's yes. curated wack- weird and wacky British Christmas cooking show extravaganza. <laughs> Um, I love that. Thanks. And for something weird, but on like a, a softer level, mm-hmm. um, I would I would say I love Gordon Ramsay's oh, yes. Christmas specials as well. Yes. His is, are so good. And why the reason why I say weird is because he's not yelling at people. I was going to say, he's not swearing um, like in his Christmas no, specials? Okay. No. And in fact, he, he often has his kids cooking with him mm. in the Christmas specials. So you really get to see what I'm going, what I am hopefully going to say is the real Gordon Ramsay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's great. And it, yeah. And he, it, he is a great cook and he is a great entertainer and it's a softer side if you're looking for something like that too. It's <laughs> perfect. So Michelle, what have you been loving this week? So we have been watching a show called The Bletchley Circle, ah. and that is on BritBox. Have you seen it? I've seen a couple of things on Bletchley. I'm trying to think if I've watched the actual show. But anyways, I do know what you're referring to. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'll be honest, this show actually caught my eye a few years ago on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, but I never got around to actually putting it on. So last week I came across it again, and I was intrigued, as I was originally, by the whole time period. It's like the 1940s, um, post-war mystery solving synopsis. And so we put it on and we were hooked. Mm -hmm. The series follows a group of women who during the Second World War, they worked with the British military to crack German codes. Mm -hmm. And Bletchley was one of the houses they worked in. But after the war, they all had to sign the Official Secrets Act, meaning that they couldn't disclose any of the work that they did for the war efforts, Mm -hmm. even to their own families. So, like, their husbands didn't even know what they did during the war. So what happens is that um, there's a string of murderers that catches the attention of one of these Bletchley women. And she started to notice that the killer was making patterns. And so she recruits a group of her friends from Bletchley to try to track the killers, but using their code breaking <gasps> skills that they I learned during no the war. Yeah, that it turns mm-hmm. into a murder show. It does. <laughs> it, it is. Ooh. I can't stray too far this time no. of the season of the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> it stars um, everyone from the BBC, as per usual. <laughs> yes. Every British actor you know. Yeah. All 50 of them. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> And it's great. It's a little bit history. It's a little bit puzzle piecing and it's a little bit sleuthing. So it is perfect for the cozy days ahead. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. If you want to get in touch and chat with us about our topic today, you can find us on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com or leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram at The Modern Lady Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to our new YouTube channel, which is called, you guessed it, The Modern Lady Podcast. And make sure to stay tuned to the very end of this episode where we will be playing a clip of the song from the tip of the week. <laughs> I'm not even going to 
say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm Michelle Sachs, and you can find me on Instagram at mmsachs. And I'm Lindsay Murray, and you can find me on Instagram at lindsayhellmaker. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we will see you next time. Thank you.